Hello fans of the beautiful game. Welcome to episode 13 of the DKB Footy Show. And well, 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 wasn't there a lot of drama this week with the Champions League returning? A lot of drama, a lot of um, surprising results, a lot of entertaining matches, a lot of goals, which is always great. And um, yeah, the opening weekend of the Champions League did not um, fail to deliver in his expectations and i would like to actually start off from there before we get into the um, action for this weekend so i would love to start with the valencia juventus match and obviously not because of the results which was a good result for juventus comfortable result winning 2-0 away from home in the champions league but the ronaldo red card which had everybody talking very emotional reaction from Ronaldo as well. And um, let me just start from by saying that in no way was that a red card. Absolutely not even a yellow card in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Ronaldo was stupid. Like what he did was quite petulant. He shouldn't have gotten so easily irritated in the first like 25 minutes of a match to go and try and actually pull on a player's hair, which was, yeah, but it was stupid. I'm not going to defend that at all. But to give him a sending off, like, that is fucking ridiculous. Did you see that the um, referee actually even consulted his assistant before making the decision, which means that they actually had time to, to like, think about this decision, and he gave him the, the red card, straight red card. In Ronaldo's first match for Juventus in the Champions League. And you could just tell how hurt Ronaldo is. I mean, he's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve, honestly. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if I saw any tears, but he was definitely on the brink of, of weeping on that pitch. It took him like a whole three minutes to even get off the pitch. And it was ridiculous, man. It was a very, very ridiculous um, red card to give off a very ridiculous sending off and it's really sad because he's definitely going to miss he's definitely going to get a one match suspension because according to um, UEFA rules whenever a referee gives a sending off for a foul that he definitely saw then there is no way of appealing the automatic one game suspension there is no chance for Juventus to even appeal that. And the only the only thing that could happen is maybe if he's given more than a one-game suspension, then they can challenge challenge that. But we'll wait and see. The UEFA Control Ethics and Disciplinary Board is supposed to meet on the 27th of September to decide whether they're going to extend the ban or not. I think it's highly unlikely, though, because everybody knows it was not a red card. I mean... Even a rookie referee knows that that's not a red card. I think even on the referee's face, you could tell that he was, um, that he knew that he had made a wrong decision. I don't know if it was because of Ronaldo's reaction, but definitely he had. He knew he had made the wrong decision and he shouldn't have sent him off. So he's definitely going to miss the next match against young boys at home in the Juventus Stadium. But that means he's going to be available for the two for the double header against Manchester United. So, yeah, I don't think that should be too much of an issue because Juventus will definitely be able to handle young boys at home.
But let's go ahead and just talk about the match briefly. Um, it was a very comfortable win for Juventus. I mean, one would have thought that after the sending off with Valencia playing at home, I know they haven't necessarily had a good start to the season, but at home in the Champions League, they're always a threat. And I thought there was a chance that Juventus would find it hard with with the sending off away from home in that stadium. But they were very comfortable. Before the sending off, they should have probably scored. And after the sending off, they were just as comfortable, winning 2-0 through two Miralem Pjanic penalties, which were definitely penalties. I don't see any argument there. But yeah, Juventus got a win. A very good win for themselves in that match. Especially more so because of the, the sending off. But... I'm going to go ahead and talk about the other um, fixtures that were played. Actually, in that group, well, they're in the same group with Manchester United, who comfortably saw off young boys in Switzerland. There was a lot of talk about the pitch. They were playing on an AstroTurf, which isn't the best conditions, really, for professional players to play on. But... It was good that Mourinho decided that he wasn't going to use that as an excuse before the match started. The only thing was that he didn't include Valencia in the in the team that traveled because of the AstroTurf. He wanted to protect him from injuries. But aside from that, no excuses, and it showed on the pitch. United comfortably won this game three goals to nil, very much deserved. It must be said, though, that young boys did threaten a little bit before the first goal, there were a couple of times that Pogba lost the ball because he spent too much time on in the middle of the pitch and they were definitely looking threatening on the counter-attack. But none of the um, chances that they really created were anything significant. There were half chances at best, some headers gliding over the bar, a couple shots from long range. And then Paul Pogba decided to show us what he's capable of with that first goal. That was a beautiful... Um, touch to let himself be free of the defending player and then what a beautiful placement with his left foot to the top left corner amazing finish this is a Paul Pogba that we all know we want to see more often and that is the reason why fans are very critical of him especially United fans were very annoyed because we know he's capable of being among easily among the top five best midfielders in the world on his day but he just does not do that often enough. But that wasn't the case in this game, though. And in the last few games, I'll give him his props. He's been good. But this game, he definitely bossed it. Um, once he got that first goal, it was smooth sailing from there, really, in the midfield. He bossed, he dictated the play. He had over 90% passing accuracy. He had the most ball recoveries. He had the best, um, most stresses created. And he also got the two goals with the um, penalty in the first half as well, I believe, yeah. He got he got the penalty after the foul. Um, the handball, actually, which, honestly, I don't think it was a handball in my opinion, but I'm not going to complain. So that was in the 44th minute. He got the penalty and scored. And he also assisted Martial's goal to make it 3-0. And, yeah, it was a very comfortable match for United, so it should give them a lot of confidence on the back of um, this is three wins in a row now, so that's pretty good for them. Um, following uh, the next match I'm going to discuss is the first match, the first match on Tuesday actually, 
which was a 4-0 win for Barcelona over PSV Eindhoven. Messi decided to once again show us his magic, show us like how much he is capable of, which sometimes we take for granted because he does it so often. But once in a while, when you see a performance like that, you really realize how much of a football genius this guy is. I mean, at the start of the season, it's his first season as the Barcelona captain, and he stated in front of the Camp Nou crowd that the main target for this season was the Champions League. After failing to even get to the final over the past four years, they're definitely out to win it, and they definitely put a marker with this emphatic 4-0 win. The Messi hat-trick and with the Dembele wonder goal. He also seems to be a player who has really risen in confidence this season. He had an unfortunate start to the season last year when he came and suddenly got the injury that took him out for about three months. But this season, he's been, he started very well. Messi has started well and they actually do look like a huge threat in this group. But that being said, it was just PSV at home at the camp now. It was ex- always expected that Barcelona would beat them. The other match of the group was Inter Milan versus Spurs. And Spurs, man, they just keep on doing Spursy things. The only certainty with Spurs is that they will find a way to play very well and still lose. I can just imagine how frustrated Spurs fans must be on the back of the disappointing results that they've been having. I heard they got walloped by Liverpool in the league. They lost to Watford. And then now, after in this match, which they played quite well and reasonably well, I believe they were well with the 1-0 um, lead that they had. They could have easily been two goals ahead, actually, in my opinion. They had a lot of decent chances, half chances, but very decent chances that players of their quality should have finished. We're talking about the one-on-one chance that Harry Kane had where he... He got the pass, tried to dribble the keeper, and then he just got his feet tangled up and ended up not even getting the shot off. Kane definitely looks like he's tired. He's definitely out of form. I don't know what's up with him. I've been saying this for the past few weeks, but he definitely looks like he needs a rest. I don't even know if it's even a rest or just like he's just out of form, man. He's just not doing anything right. He's just not getting into goal-scoring opportunities as as he usually does. His link-up play is average at best these days and Spurs are definitely struggling with him being out of form but that being said they definitely should have won this match they definitely bossed this game Inter did not really play well at all in my opinion they were resorting mostly to just um, a few shots outside of the box but nothing threatening they never created any goal scoring opportunity until Icardi produced that brilliant volley in the second half in the 84th minute and from there that was really when they were like a shark that smells blood and they just ranked up the pressure more and more and eventually got the winner in the dying minute um, from that set piece header Uh, but yeah Inter got the win so it's Barcelona first Inter second and Spurs are left to rule their chances they still have a chance of qualifying from this group, but it's a lot slimmer now because they are going to have to face Barcelona in the next match, which I think they're capable of actually putting in a performance against Barcelona at Wembley, like they did last season against Real Madrid. But they really have all to play for. They really shot themselves in the foot with this loss. 
but it's going to be interesting. This is definitely one of the tougher groups in the in the Champions League this year. So this is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, AS Monaco lost at home to Atletico Madrid, two goals to, to one. Atletico Madrid got a very much needed win after the disappointing results that they've been having in the league. And Monaco actually got off to scoring starts, but Atletico Madrid came back with Diego Costa and... Um, Jimenez, who got the header in the second half. And yeah, Atletico Madrid are definitely going to be very tough to beat as they always are in knockout competitions. So it's going to be interesting to see how far they go this season. Borussia Dortmund defeated Club Bruges 1-0. Galatasaray beat Lokomotiv Moscow 3-0. Galatasaray have been in very good form this season. And Liverpool 3, PSG 2. That was another exciting high tempo exhilarating match i mean liverpool we we obviously all knew that liverpool were going to be up for it for this match and they were very well worth their 3-2 win psg on the other hand still leave a lot to to be desired honestly they just do not know how to set up and play well against big teams away from home in the champions league some people say it's partly because in, in Ligue 1, every match is really just a walk in the park. So it's really difficult to be able to raise up that level when it comes to the Champions League, when they're going to be facing teams that are, have always been on the same level because they're always, um, they always have to raise the game every single week. And this is even more evident when they're playing against a team like Liverpool, who are so high tempo, who are out to win the Premier League and who have won all of their matches so far this season. But let's talk a bit about the match, though. The first half, I would say PSG did create a few chances. Neymar's movement was quite good, especially at the start. Within the first 15 to 20 minutes, he had very good movement, gliding a lot across the pitch. But then once the Liverpool players realized that this was his tactic, they um, they started to close him down a lot more. Henderson was did a very good job marking, marking Neymar at the pitch. And the first goal was produced from an excellent cross by Andy Robertson. This guy it looks like he's actually the real deal. He's a very good cross of the ball, very capable left back. That's, I don't think Klopp really knew how well he was going to use him when he signed him. But he's turned out to be a revelation on that left flank. So he set up the cross and Daniel Sturridge got a very much needed goal. After getting a starting place ahead of um, Firmino, who got, almost got his eye gouged out during the match against Spurs. So yeah, they got the 1-0 lead. And then um, moments later, Juan Bernat with an absolute stupid tackle. I don't know what the hell was going through his head. He started to just tackle, um, tackle Wijnaldum. And Milner came on to finished the penalty expertly as he always does and um when psg got the consolation goal from what's his name um from the from munier it was a very good finish from him but it really came out of nothing and i expected liverpool to push on and maybe even get a third goal but once the second half came it was actually just yeah it was liverpool that was playing most of the football continuing to press high up. 
PSG only actually got one shot on target throughout the whole second half, and that was the goal, the equalizer by Mbappe. But it was not justice if the game had ended 2-2. So it was very good that Liverpool got the third goal. From that, Firmino magic. Firmino came on as a super sub, and he he um, did a lot of movement, dribbled a lot before expertly driving that low shot to the to his left-hand side, to the right-hand side of the keeper. And Liverpool were definitely well worth their win over PSG. But Thomas Tuchel, man, is crazy. Like, his lineup was also questionable. How do you play Di Maria in midfield, in, in, the, in the central midfield, against a high-tempo team like Liverpool? And what the hell is Marquinhos doing as a DM? I thought it was just a joke. When at this... Um, a few weeks back, Tuchel said he was actually going to use this guy to use Frank Marquinhos as a midfielder. But it was crazy, man. And I hope he doesn't try it again because that is just like, where's the creativity going to come from there? And where's the movement going to come? Like Liverpool's midfield is obviously going to eat that midfield alive. And I understand that Verratti was suspended, but come on, like he could have played Diara or somebody that is actually more suited to that position. But playing Rabio and Marquinhos in the midfield with Di Maria to be the attacking midfielder, that was just a very shambolic decision, in my opinion, and he paid for it. So let's see. In the other match in the group, it was Red Star Belgrade nil, Napoli nil. Um, quite disappointing because Red Star is not really a good team, and if Napoli wants to actually qualify from this group they need to be winning against red star belgrade because it's not a given that they're going to be either liverpool or psg so it's better to at least give yourself a fighting chance by winning the easy matches which they did not but yeah next match schalke won fc porto won that was a very entertaining match as well um next on the next match day on wednesday Ajax beat AEK Athens three goals to nil. Shakhtar Donetsk two, Hoffenheim two. Another very entertaining match. Bayern Munich going away from home beating Benfica two goals to nil, with goals from Renato Sanchez and I believe it was James Rodriguez. Just make sure. Oh Lewandowski, my bad. Lewandowski in the tenth minute getting the opening goal. And then what about the build-up play for the second goal from from Renato Sanchez? He basically picked that ball up from the edge of his box, drove through, gave the pass, and, get, and, and got the pass back and expertly finished. Good goal for him. I hope that he's actually going to start to fulfill his potential now because he has really just plateaued over the last few years since winning that Euro in 2016. But good, good win for Bayern. They shouldn't have too much of a problem winning this group. It's pretty much a straightforward group. Next match, Manchester City. Perhaps the shock of the of the day. The shock of the opening round of the Champions League. They lost at home 2-1 to Lyon. And make no mistake about it, Lyon were very much worth that 2-1 win. It was in fact 2-0 in the first half. And Manchester City got the consolation goal in the second half. Right after... Uh, Memphis Depay could have actually made it 3-0. And some are saying, blaming it on the fact that Pep Guardiola was not on the touchline and Arteta had to basically be the um, the coach for that match. 
but I don't really buy that. I think Manchester City were just flat. The stadium was not even filled to capacity. I don't understand how Manchester City fans do not fill up that stadium on on weekdays in the Champions League. I mean, your team is doing as good as it has ever done in its history. And you're not out to support them. I guess that just shows that they, um, they don't have a proper fan base. That they don't have the level of... Um, they cannot produce the same atmosphere that a team like Liverpool or Manchester United can produce. Because these are two teams who have been there, who know what it means to win a Champions League. And who actually know what home advantage means. And I think this players paid for this because the atmosphere was flat and it really showed in the way they approached the game. But luckily for Manchester City, it's a pretty easy group. Lyon is actually the toughest, possibly the toughest. I mean, Shakhtar and Hoffenheim are also more or less on the same level as Lyon. But none of the teams are anywhere near Manchester City's level. So I guess they're just going to... Um, brush the dirt off their shoulders and carry on. But as a Manchester United fan, I'm not going to lie, I was very happy <laughs> to watch this and to watch them lose. So hopefully there's more of that. Next match, Real Madrid beat AS Roma three goals to nil. The first Champions League match in the post-Ronaldo era and Real Madrid had no issues. They dominated this match completely. They could have won this match by even more than 3-0. That's how good they were. What about that free kick from Isco, though? That was a beautiful placed free kick. Um, actually, all the goals were amazing, but it was a nice way to open the scoring with Isco getting, off, um, getting that free kick and them ending the first half 1-0, which they fully deserved because they had created so many chances and the crowd was visibly getting anxious because they were not putting away these chances. But once the second half came, and um, it was a whole different story. They got two goals in the second half. What about that pass by Modric? That defense-splitting pass to Gareth Bale. And Gareth Bale, man, he just continues going from strength to strength this season. He got that beautiful left-footed finish to the right-hand corner. Very well driven, low shots, and he is just playing the football of his life since he came into Real Madrid. And then the third goal, the new number seven, Mariano Diaz. What a finish for that um, third goal. The way he placed his body, his posture, and the bend and speed that he got on that shot was absolutely unstoppable. And it was nice, nice to see that for Real Madrid. Nice to see that they do not appear to be missing Ronaldo too much. But then again, it's against Roma at home. Roma's a good team, but they haven't really started the season too well. And even if they had, it's always expected that Real Madrid are going to win their home matches in the Champions League. I mean, that's their bread and butter. So who's going to stop them? Um, and then the last match was Victoria... Pilsen to Cisco Moscow 2. Um, I'm not really going to talk about that, but yeah, good draw away from home for, for Cisco Moscow. And um, today, or yesterday actually, there was the Europa League. I'm just going to give a rundown of the results because I honestly hate Europa League football. So um, I'm just going to talk about the significant matches. Um, Besiktas beats Sars, Sarpsborg, FK3-1. 
Lazio beat Apollon Limassol 2-1. Marseille lost at home to Eintracht Frankfurt 2-1. Surprising loss there. Um, Chelsea won away from home against PAOK Salonika 1-0. A beautiful build-up to the goal that they scored by Willian. But Morata, man, he just cannot buy a goal. Honestly, I'm starting to really doubt if he was actually ever that good in the first place. Because he hasn't really done himself any favors recently. So, yeah, bad um, bad performance for him as well. And I don't really see much of a future for him in Chelsea. But Chelsea, they were able to rest Hazard, but they still fielded a reasonably strong squad. And it was good win for them away from home. Um, Sevilla beat Standard Liege 5-1. Stade Rennes beat Jablonek 2-1. Villarreal 2-2 against Rangers. Arsenal beating Voskla four goals to two. When I Emery's first Europa League match with Arsenal, we all know his history in the Europa League and how many he has scored. He has won, sorry. And they got off to a nice winning start. They were leading 4-0 actually until um, Voskla got the two goals, which I think, I'm sure he would he was disappointed by. But Obama Young got two goals, Danny Welbeck one goal, Ozil one goal. Good win for Arsenal. Good win for the Arsenal. AC Milan won away from home. 1-0 against F91 Dudenlange. I don't know what country they're from. Celtic beat Rosenberg 1-0. Um, what else? What other significant matches? There? Bayer Leverkusen beat Ludogratz 3-2 away from home. And yeah, that's about it for the Europa League. The less said about that the better because as i said i hate the europa league so yeah let's talk a little bit about this weekend's action the premier league is back this weekend and a lot of um the big teams are playing on saturday we've got fulham watford and the um early kickoff lunchtime kickoff this promises to be a very entertaining match both teams are the back of losses after promising starts to the season, Fulham lost 3-0 against Manchester City. They they looked like they could have hurt Manchester City, but they were quite naive in the way they left the defense very vulnerable. And City made them pay because you just don't do that against Manchester City, especially in their home stadium. Watford also on the back of the, their first loss of the season to Manchester United. Let's see if they're actually the real deal. Or this loss is going to really hamper their season. Let's see how that goes for them. We've got Bourne, Burnley versus Bournemouth. Cardiff City at home to Manchester City. This should be a straightforward win for City. Cardiff just cannot buy a win either. They've put in some good shows. Promising start against Chelsea last week. Put in a good show against Arsenal as well. But I don't see them getting anything out of this match whatsoever. Even if they're at home, Manchester City should get a comfortable win. Crystal Palace at home to Newcastle United. Leicester City versus Huddersfield. Liverpool at home to Southampton. Let's see if the Reds can continue their 100 starts of the season and stay on the top of the Premier League. Manchester United versus... I'm sorry, let me just talk a little bit more about Liverpool. I didn't get to talk about the win that they had over Spurs. Last week, very comfortable win. The 2-1 result did not really justify how much Liverpool dominated this match away from home. They were absolutely dominant. 
throughout the match, their pressing was so excellent and very much deserved win over Spurs. And this really showed their title credentials because up until that point, they had been winning, yes, but they hadn't really been playing expertly as such. So it was nice for them to get this win, the win against Spurs, and to really put down a marker as title favourites this season. So I expect them to do the same against Southampton, to absolutely wall up them. Hopefully there aren't too many changes to the starting lineup. I hope Robertson plays because he's in my fantasy league. And yeah, Manchester United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Manchester United have really woken up since that loss to Spurs. They're looking to make it three wins out of three against Wolverhampton Wanderers. It should be a very tough match. I'm really looking forward to this match, actually, because Wolves have also had an excellent start to the season. And they're definitely good enough to be finished in the top 10 this season. So Manchester United, though, they should be able to get the win. I'm sure they're going to work for it, but they should be able to get a good win over here. We've got Brighton and Hove Albion against Spurs in the late kickoff. Spurs definitely need a win. They need, to, they need to put in not just a win, but a performance after the disappointment that has been the last month for them. They won that match against United, which was quite lucky in my opinion. Yes, it was 3-0, but in the first half, they could have easily been losing by that same scoreline. And then after that, they just did not kick on. And now they really need to really need a win. They really, really need a win. I mean, if they don't get a win here, then I will be very surprised. It will be very disappointing for them, honestly. And we've got, on Sunday, we've got West Ham United at home to Chelsea. That should be an also an interesting match. West Ham got their first win, I believe, last week. Chelsea still have a 100% record. This is a London derby as well. So it's going to be a tough match. I expect West Ham to really um, give the game to Chelsea. And let's see how it goes. It's going to be interesting to see that. Arsenal versus Everton. Also, that should be another entertaining match. I, Arsenal Ever and Everton matches... Arsenal always beats Everton um, home or away. I believe that no other team in Premier League history has gotten more points against another opponent than Arsenal has gotten against Everton. So this is probably going to continue. Emery is finally looking like he's implementing his philosophy into this team. And um, Arsenal are on the back of the 2-1 win against Newcastle. So they should put in a good um, performance as well here. And then we've got um, in La Liga, we've got, sorry, one second. Let me just put up the matches. So Salta, Salta Vigo, Real Valladolid, Rayo Vallecano versus Alaves, Aiba versus Leganes, Getafe versus Atletico Madrid. They're definitely in need of wins if they have any chance of winning this league, which is looking slimmer and slimmer. Real Madrid are, are home to Espanyol. They should be able to get a comfortable win as well here. Um, Barcelona is going to be playing against Girona at home. This is the match that is going, supposed to be the first um, La Liga match played in the US when in the return match, the second half of the season. But this one should be a very comfortable win for Barcelona. And then in the in the Italian Syria, 
we've got we've got Parma versus Cagliari, Fiorentina versus SBAL, Sampdoria versus Inter. Let's see if Inter can actually push on from the win that they had over Spurs in the Champions League. And then on Sunday, we've got Torino versus Napoli, Bologna versus Roma. And then we've got Frosinoni versus Juventus. Juventus, let's see, Ronaldo should definitely be looking to put in a good performance after the sending off. I'm sure he'll be very motivated to to win this match, to score more goals on top of the two two goals he scored last week. And then we've got AC Milan versus Atalanta as well. Then in the Bundesliga, we've got Hoffenheim at home to Borussia Dortmund. That should be an interesting, entertaining match. We've got Schalke at home to Bayern Munich. That should be another entertaining match, but probably Bayern is going to win that. And then lastly, we've got the Ligue 1. And here, um, we've got Montpellier versus Nice. That might be an entertaining match. And then PSG is going to be facing... They're going to be facing um, Rennes away from home. And then it's Lyon versus Marseille as well. That should be a very entertaining match. Lyon on the back of that win over Manchester City. And Marseille, who lost in the Europa League. Let's see how they play. But um, that's about it for this this weekend. Hopefully there are some more entertaining matches. But once again, the Premier League, um, the Champions League is back. It did not disappoint. Europe's premier club competition lived up to its hype. And um, I'm really interested to see who wins this. It's very, very hard to predict. The bookmakers still have Manchester City as favourites. But in my opinion, I don't really see Manchester City beating Liverpool, Real Madrid, Juventus, Barcelona, Bayern. I think if it comes to a head-to-head straight-up knockout, I think these teams are still um, favourites for me over Man City. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure who's going to win it. It'll be interesting to watch and we'll see in the next, I think in two weeks time, it's going to be match day two. So that should be fun and interesting to watch. But anyways, guys, enjoy this weekend's football. Enjoy the weekend. Promises to be a lot of goals as usual. And yeah, thanks a lot for listening. I'm your host once again, David Balat. You can Find me on Instagram at dballot and on Twitter at dkballot. That is D-B-A-L-A-T, dballot. Thanks a lot for listening and cheers, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.